Today is Thursday, January 18th. We got the whole band back together again. We even got Tom. Tom, how'd that plumbing go yesterday? Is that oh, what you were doing? Oh, fucking talk about it. But, but brand new fucking water heater. Yeah. Bought one? That's good. You I had to. Yeah. No, I didn't need one. No, I did not need one until Tuesday. And then I know I needed one. And I'm not, I'm not happy. I don't want to talk about it. Did a guy come over like a plumber and showing cheeks and stuff like that? Or how'd that go? Yeah, you're making this out to be a lot more entertaining than it was. But yes, a plumber came, and I, now I have a new water heater. That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Ah, you had a lot of money laying around anyways. Probably. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to fucking do on January 17th, was spend a shit ton of money on a new water. I'm not happy about this. All right, all right. We'll, we'll move on past you, Derek. You seem like you're in a good have to pay for a new water heater. I didn't have to pay for a new water heater. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I think a week of cold showers, Tom, would have been good for you anyways. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Maybe even longer than a week, yeah. I think. Yeah. Why don't you just rough it out? I mean, it's warm enough outside. You can take a cold shower. Come yeah. on. Fuck your nuts. It's like 15 degrees outside. It's, it's, uh, a, it's This is not the time of year when you don't want to have hot water in Wisconsin. It's tough to not be in a good mood up here in the in the Minneapolis area. So uh, we're getting, like we said, we flipped the switch. We're getting ready for Sunday. It's uh, it's a purple fest up here. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, we had a good show last night on Sirius XM. Uh, the guy that we had on last night from the newspaper in Minnesota, he was telling us that uh, they, the fans have not moved on, but the players have. Right away, Zim started telling them what they did wrong in the second half, and they're on to Philadelphia, as Belichick would say. Do you think that's the case, Derek? You don't think there's no hangover, no victory hangover here? Players have moved on. Fans are still relishing the win, though, right? Well, I hope that's the case. You would hope that Zimmer uh, grabbed a hold of that right away and said, you know, celebrate the win for 10 minutes, and uh, we got more work to do, guys, because, again, uh, if they don't, uh, they don't get past Philadelphia, that Minneapolis miracle just becomes... Uh, a footnote at some point. So, uh, as fans, you're gonna you're gonna grind this out as long as you can. You got the best of both worlds. You can still watch all the clips, listen to radio shows, but uh, even the even the uh, morning show here on, on K Fan has has flipped. Uh, you know, breaking down the game and what needs to be done. So, as a fan, it's great. You got you got the memories from Sunday, and you got this Sunday coming up. But as players, yep, you, you got to get out there and, and get ready to. We got to get. We got We want that last home game, right? One more in the Super Bowl. Well, that's what they were wishing for, and they're one step away from doing it, and they certainly have a good chance to win at Philadelphia. All right, Tom, our NFFC postseason guys, they've got to turn the page, too. Last week was a big, big week, uh, but now a lot of people have lost six, seven guys. They've got to make changes in their lineups. What do you think they got to do this week to win it all? Yeah, I mean, certainly a lot of people were banking on the Steelers. They're all gone, and they all went went off. I mean, the three big Steelers all were monsters last week, but now that's gone. So you're talking about replacing quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. <laughs> so it's it's going to be interesting. And again, I you know I talked about this uh, the other day. I tweeted it. We talked about it last night on the show. You got to have three Jaguars. 
So it's easy to find Fournette and, okay, probably the defense if you had him, but where's that third one coming from? You've got to have a third one. So it's going to be very interesting to see where people turn to this week. You know, we talked about it last night on the show, too. If you're behind in this contest right now and you lost Roethlisberger, you got to go with Bortles over yeah. Brady. I mean, you have to because everybody's going to be on Brady. So you've got to play a little contrarian here and hope the Jaguars spring another upset and then you've got Bortles at two times in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. I think you got to take some chances here if you lost, guys. Now, if you've got Keenum and Brady, then they're in pretty good shape, I guess. Uh, this is what you expected. And you just got to load up on the right Patriots, the right uh, Jaguars. you got to get in there. You know, Tom, we talked about last night, it's very tough to find three Jaguars right now. Yeah. You, everybody's got to have three of each team. I'll tell you what, I'm struggling with three Eagles as well. I'm filling out my lineup right now, and... It's not easy to find three good Eagles, is it? Yeah, I, I'd much rather have four Vikings right now if I could, yeah. or four Patriots right now would. if I could. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitely tough. Yeah, I, I had some issues. I, I'm st- I've got three Eagles in my lineup. I'm not exactly thrilled with the third one. Yeah. And I've got three Jaguars in my lineup, and I'm not thrilled with the third one either. So it's going to be interesting this week. Uh, exactly with me. That's exactly how I feel. All right, Tom, you're leading this matchup between you and me and Derek, and so... We're not playing for $100,000, maybe only 10000 between the three of us, but uh, if I win, otherwise we're playing for nothing. But, Tom, you're leading right now. you got 410 points, so let's hear your lineup. Uh, enjoy being on the top for right now. I, I, it's not going to last very long. I, I thought we discussed that if whoever was leading after the first two weeks would get half the pot. I'm pretty sure that was in the rules, so yeah. I, I would like that sent to me. All right, so I lose Ben Roethlisberger. I'll replace him with Brady. I've got Keenum. Again, I don't need to go Bortles. I'm in first place, so I'll play it safe there. I'll go Brady to team with Keenum, who I had before. Running back, I'll have Fournette. I'm the only one who's got him at three times, so I'll have him, Deion Lewis. And now I've got to replace two running backs because I lost Kamara and Bell. So I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon. I like Jarek McKinnon a lot this week, actually. I think he's going to do well. My other running back, though, I'm going Jay Ajayi. I don't like him at all. But if the Eagles win, I will have him at two times the points in the Super Bowl. So there you go. My wide receivers, Thielen, coming back. I've had Cooks the whole time. It's a brutal matchup for Cooks. I didn't think this <laughs> one through at all. It's, it's, I'm not, but I've got him at three times if something happens. So then I've got to have another wide receiver because uh, I lost Julio. So I'm going to go Marquise Lee. That's my third Jaguar. The Patriots can be thrown on. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm going to go Marquise Lee. And then I'm going Zach Ertz. i got to replace Delaney Walker, so Zach Ertz coming in with my another eagle. And then i got to replace the kicker, so Josh Lambeau is actually my third Jaguar, but I, I like him as my second more than I like Lee. And then I've got the Eagles defense at three times. All right, that's uh, a good second-place team right there. Derek, you're in second place right now, aren't you? Or, no, you're actually, what are you, in second place? Yeah. I think I'm ahead of you. All right, go ahead. Give us your lineup then. Well, I lost Roethlisberger as well last week, and uh, I know you're sitting there with Brady, Tom. I knew Tom was going to go Brady because he thinks he's in the lead. That's the safest place. So I am going to go Blake Bortles. I don't think I'm in the lead. I am in the lead. Anyway, so I'm going to I'm going to go with the Bortles because uh, taking Brady for me nice. doesn't make a lot of sense when I look at it, just based on playing again. Let me say this as a caveat. I know I'm only playing 
against U2 and not a field of 1,400 people. So I'm looking at this as just having to beat U2 here. So I am taking Blake Bortles. I lost three running backs. I have only Deion Lewis left. So I'm going to go, and I, I had an idea who Tom was going to take, so I purposely was going to go the other way. So I have... Uh, I'm going to go with Latavius Murray instead of McKinnon. I, I know that it's a it's not a great matchup on paper against the Eagles, but the Vikings are going to do everything they can to try and run 30 or 30 times. They are 13 and 0 this year when they've run the ball 30 times. Um, a good chunk of that's going to go to Murray, and again, he's still going to be the guy when they're down on the one yard line to, to plunge in. So I'm going to go Latavius Murray. I'm also going to go Jay Ajayi. Not excited about it for the same reasons Tom mentioned, but you got you got to I got to do something there, so I'm going to use that. My third running back, however, I know. Uh, Tom has the difference maker so far in Leonard Fournette. Uh, it doesn't do me any good to use him, I don't believe. So I'm going to kind of uh, backpedal and go with TJ Yeldon and see if he can uh, duplicate wow. what he did last week. Uh, maybe out of the passing game I get four or five catches and maybe sneaks in the end zone. I don't know. But to me, using Leonard Fournette uh, doesn't do me any good because Tom's going to triple up the points on me this week. Uh, so there's my running back, Coral. And then I lost two wide receivers, so I am going to... Uh, Jump in with Danny Amendola, and that's hopefully my uh, my ploy against you two guys with Brady. And I now have Gronk, Amendola, and Deion Lewis as my as my Patriots. So if if Brady's doing well, hopefully I catch most of those points with those guys. And my last wide receiver, which I'm not excited about, but uh, Greg, you have Elshon Jeffrey. I think he I think yeah. it's roads closed on him. So I'm going to pivot and go to Nelson Aguilar for my last wide receiver. Ah, all right, you're really playing the matchups here. You're seeing that uh, you need to get desperate. Because you got Tom's got 529 points, Derek's got 504, I've got 500, so Tom's got a 28-point lead on me. But I'm the only one that has Keenum and Brady at three times, so if they go on to the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be tough for you guys to catch me. I also have the Jags defense three times and Alshon Jeffrey three times. Like Derek, I've lost three of my running backs. I've got Deion Lewis at two times this week. But I'm going to have to put in Fournette. I'm putting him in there. I'll take as many points as I can get this week. I'm putting in Jay Ajayi. Don't like it, but I'm putting him in there. And I'm taking Jarek McKinnon as well. Wide receivers, like I said, I got Jeffrey at three times, Thielen at two times. I'm throwing in Gronk and Ertz, and my kicker is going to be suck up. So I guess I got three Eagles. I guess I got three Jags. Not real happy, but I'm loving the Keenum Brady uh combo right there so i gotta believe hey, I'm the Greg, I, I, those I, think, guys. I don't think suck up's gonna get you any points this week he's a uh, golf yeah himself. you might want to find a new kicker i'm sucking up to him so there you go all right so I'm, i i had to put in a third jaguar yeah, you, you, mean mean you, Lam you mean lambo you mean lambo oh lambo whatever okay <laughs> oh okay, he, he said suck up Derek. let's <laughs> suck in his lineup that's who he says he wants one team we're going team kicker in this contest <laughs> oh, okay Ryan suck up Derek, I want to see that on the spreadsheet. We're going to change it this year. It's team kicker, so there you go. All right, well, suck up a good zero. Lambo, watch when he gets like 30, you guys are going to be killing me for it. So there you go. That's that's my lineup. The hell with you guys. Thanks for correcting me on that one, but uh, away we go. Let's hope for good games this week, everyone, and good luck with all your lineups. Someone out there is going to win $100,000. And the guy who's leading, leading the contest, James Goss, we had him on the show last night. Good guy, Tom. Yeah. He loved the contest, couldn't say enough good things about us. Yeah, really good guy, and uh, he understands the predicament that he's in. He is in first place. Yeah. The lead is precarious, though, and he lost a lot of guys because he also was really banking on the Saints and the Steelers, so he's got some work to do, but he understands that. But again, a lot of other people are going to be in the same boat as well. A lot of people were on, you know, Kamara and Thomas Breeze, Roethlisberger, Brown, Bell, so... 
it's going to be real interesting this week with people having to find that Jaguar points or, you know, the Eagles points we talked about. So it's going to be a fun week. Yeah, definitely going to be a fun week. So, again, good luck, everybody. Okay, we're going to talk a little baseball here. We started doing that yesterday with Derek and I. We were talking about a lot of things. I'm going to put a post on the message boards, the NFBC boards, today and check it out because I'm getting a lot of questions of what's the baselines for each category that I can win a league title. And we always say 80%. So you want to finish in fourth in every category if you can. That'll get you 120 points. If you get 120 league points, you've got a great chance to win your league. Doesn't mean you will, but you have a good chance to win it. So I'm going to give you the 10 category baselines that you want to shoot for this year. And then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Here we go. Batting average, you want to hit around 270. Team batting average of 270. Runs, you want 1,060. Home runs, get a load of this one. 320. That's right. You need 320 homers out of your 14 hitters, which is about 23 homers per spot. We'll talk about that a little bit more. RBIs, you want 1,060. Stolen bases, right around 140. All right. ERA, 3.80. Wins, 95. Saves, 80. That's a low number. Whip, 1.25. And strikeouts, 1,400. Again, 1,400 strikeouts from your nine. Uh, pitchers. So, Derek, you've been playing this a long time. I told you off the air. The home runs, three years ago in 2014, we talked about it yesterday, 2,000 more home runs were hit last year than in 2014. In 2014, when you were playing in the NFBC, you needed 237 home runs. This year, you need 320. It's a whole different game, isn't it? Oh, I'd say. Uh, <clears throat> home runs has obviously grown. I mean, that brings the RBI and runs totals up with it, obviously, yep. as, as there's just obviously more runs going around. But that's a, that's just an unbelievable jump in three years. That is 80-plus more home runs you need. That's, um, you know, what is that? Almost set, six six a guy or so, a little bit less than six a guy more more now. That is just, uh, and that's crazy. Uh, on a 14, you know, when you're starting 14 hitters. So that's, again, we just talked, as we said yesterday, the game has changed so much that we have to adapt along with it. So, I mean, find a way to get, the, I mean, that, that, that puts some, some big time clout on some guys that can separate themselves. Now it makes me want to look at, uh, strategy wise, maybe a couple of those catchers that hit close to 30 home runs where you're just getting a huge advantage on everyone there. So there's a, there's just a lot, I and mean, there's different ways to get there, obviously, but to, the, the key is you got to get there. Yeah. Compared to three years ago, you have to get a thousand or a hundred more RBIs and 70 more runs. So again, we're talking about how many more home runs you need. Well, again, that affects RBIs and runs. Those categories are way up. Here's one. So ERA, Three years ago, your team ERA to finish, again, 80 percentile, was 3.32. Last year, 3.80. So we've been chasing pitchers. I've done it the last couple of years, and that just didn't pan out last year. We know that. Uh, there were a lot of people that did not do well in, on pitching. We're chasing it right now. We, we've been going after hitters in the early draft of the FSTA League, and uh, we're kind of going to roll the dice maybe on pitching. Well, again, 3.80. Saves only 80 is what you need. Three years ago, you needed 90. And I was talking with Tom about this. In the forecaster, they mentioned 53% of closers on opening day lost their jobs during the year. We know that. But it's the second straight year that 50% or more closers have lost their jobs during the year. Tom, it's not easy to find closers in FAB, but you don't have to draft two good ones really to make ends meet. I mean, it helps, obviously, but you can see the save totals are really down this year. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about this pretty much every year. I mean, it, that is the one category that you can find on the waiver wire. Now, I don't know if you want to go into the season saying, I'm just going to go get my saves right. on the waiver wire because you're not guaranteed to get these guys. You may not get them. You know, Jeff Erickson talked about this uh, a couple of years ago. You know, you can, you can target the right guy. That doesn't mean you're going to get them in fab. So it's better to have a core going into the season, but, if you're able to supplement it, if you're able to, you do need some help, there will be saves available throughout the season. That's just the way it is. All right, one more, Derek, I want to talk to you about is wins. So it's not easy to chase wins. Wins are fluctuating from year to year. But again, the target this year is right around 96. Three years ago, it was 99. Well, here's the deal. Last year, not only was there not a 20-win pitcher, there wasn't even a 19-win pitcher. Corey Kluber led the majors with 18 wins. First time that's ever happened outside of a strike year that somebody didn't win at least 19 wins. Now, how do you attack wins, Derek, when you were doing it with the NFBC? Is it just luck? You just want top close, uh, starters if you can? You're going for the studs. You're trying to get the strikeouts, and hopefully the wins fill in, or how do you do it? Well, I think there's a couple different strategies. Again, it is kind of a crapshoot, and the game has changed. The actual game itself, the MLB game, has changed where we're using the bullpen so much more than we ever yep. did that guys just don't get as many wins. They just don't stay in the game long enough when it's tied, whatever. So that that's part of it, and I think that's another reason why you've seen saves go down in our game to, to get to 80% is because the fact that now people are trying to chase wins so much that they're maybe only using a closer one closer a week sometimes, or two. You don't see a lot of guys using three that much anymore. So at the same time, while we're trying to chase wins, we're also trying to chase strikeouts as that's been going up. So the strategies yep. can you can be different. I mean, a lot of guys are swear by the fact that they want pitchers on great teams, right? This year, the Astros, the Dodgers, you want pitchers there where they where their offenses are going to score, so they're you know they have a three or four run lead maybe by the time it's time to come out. So I think there's different ways of going about it. Definitely depends on what you do in your bullpen. If you grab a Jansen and maybe like a Rivero, you feel set on saves. Not only that, you're going to be a, you know a leg up on other guys closers and strikeouts so at that point are you are you rolling seven starting pitchers do you have one ace and then six guys where there's two starters I mean there's a ton of ways to go about it so I think he again it's independent on on the player himself and what he feels comfortable doing yeah that's one of the reasons why we took Corey Neville right I right. mean 126 strikeouts last year you're getting 40 saves hopefully and 120 plus strikeouts that is a great benefit to have from one of your closers Here's another stat from the Baseball Forecaster. Again, pick up the Baseball Forecaster. It's a great publication. Last year, the number of 200-inning pitchers was 15. Three years ago, it was 34. And we know it. They're not going as much. But think about that. That's crazy. 15 guys last year threw 200 innings or more. And three years ago, 34 guys did. So, Derek, I want to ask you one question. Are you afraid to pick up some of these middle relievers, maybe? That's where a lot of the, the innings are going right now. These guys are coming in the 6th, 7th, 8th. You know, Davinsky, some of those guys that did a great job last year. And they're not bad to throw on. When, when you get a pitcher who goes on the DL, you don't necessarily have to pick somebody up off the waiver wire. Throwing in a middle reliever sometimes helps more than picking up some loser starting pitcher that can blow up your ERA and whip, right? 
Yeah, I mean, home leagues and, and our satellite leagues that are standalone, where there's no uh, overall prize, I think you can do that. You can do a lot of that. Um, you know, you can, you can obviously, you can punt saves. You can punt things in, in standalone categories. To win our national contest, you really can't punt anything. So, and at the, so at the same time, you can grab, like, a Chris Davinsky, like you said, somebody like that. Yep. But you can't, you, you really can't use them all year. You have to pick your spots, right? Maybe you, maybe you have a week where you have, you know, you're, you're pumped about 11 or 12 starts. You got two closers. You're not sure what to do with that last spot. There's a time where you can throw in a Chris Davinsky. Hope he gets four innings, you know, uh, maybe picks up a cheap win and gets eight, nine, ten strikeouts and, and helps your ratios. But the, again, you can only do that so many times throughout the year in our national contest because, because it's just, you need that, you need the volume. You need the, you need the, you know, you need the 10 innings from guys, two starts or one start where they go seven so it's again you can do it but you can't do it all year long yeah it's going to be very interesting to fill in all that pitching with this year again when, when starters aren't going 200 innings uh you got to find 1400 strikeouts how are we finding 1400 strikeouts well we're being very active during the season with free agent pickups obviously we've got more injuries we got pitchers not going as long as they used to it's going to be a hard one so good luck to everybody but again try to hit that era of 3.80 your whip right around 1.25 if you can. All right, on Monday, I'm flying to Los Angeles. We're going to be out there for the FSTA trade conference. The three of us are still going to finish up our draft. Uh, we're through eight rounds right now. we got to get through round 29, and we'll do that on Monday night. We'll be in contact via phone, and I'll be the representative out there bringing the card up to Charlie to get to announce by Vanna White and such, but it's going to be a good time. So here's what we've got so far through eight rounds. We got three outfielders. We got Bryce Harper, George Springer, Byron Buxton. Our shortstops, Alex Bregman. Our catchers, Buster Posey. And then we got Robbie Ray and Corey Nebel. And we got Luis Castillo as well. So we got two starters, a closer, three outfielders. We're missing a lot of middle infield there. Tom, what are we targeting next? We don't want to give away our pick here, but we're six picks away from our ninth pick. What are we targeting? We're listening to you right now. Uh, well, first of all, if you're taking up cards and Vanna White is there, clearly this is a different draft than the one we were in last year. But uh, <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I, I think we need a starting pitcher. I really do. Um, if there's a really good hitter that's on the board that we just can't pass up, we, we go that route. But I am a little concerned about our starting pitching. I, I think we're going to have to get someone if not this round, the next round. Um, so to me, that's where I would be looking. But again, if there is a really good hitter who can who can help us, I, I don't want to pass on that because we definitely want to get those points. We just got done talking about how you need those offensive numbers. So I would be interested in the hitter, but I think the priority has to be a starting pitcher. All right, Derek, I know you're going to disagree here. I mean, people are talking about Luis Castillo. I know Vlad wrote a column on rotowire.com. I like him, but I wouldn't want him as our number two starter. Well, that's what we have him. He's our number two starter. We're hoping for 180 innings. We're hoping for 200 strikeouts. If he does and Robbie Ray comes through and Nebel does well, we're off to a pretty good start. What do you think? What do we? What do you think we should target next with our ninth pick? I'm not necessarily disagreeing with Tom. We definitely need to add some pitching to our to our squad here. Uh, again, though, if there's a good bat, and I have one in mind that I think is a. Uh, uh, Going way too low on our ADPs so far. I'm not going to say his name right now, but I mentioned it to you guys off the air. Um, I think he's going to have a really, really good season. So uh, again, I, I'm fine. He and but he's a guy that he is so far down our ADPs that we can probably sleep him around. Maybe even two more rounds. I just know I really want the guy as part of our team. So I'm not going to fight you guys too hard on a pitcher as long as one of the ones that we like are still there. I got no problem with it. But I, I do want the guy I mentioned off the air, Giovanni Gallardo. 
<laughs> yep, that's it. I'm, that's I'm it. telling you, people, if you're listening to the podcast, Giovanni Gallardo. Monster that's comeback year for Gallardo. The Brewers ace, baby. We want that the Brewers boy. ace, the Brewers closer. That was 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. He's back, baby, Giovanni yeah. Gallardo. Yeah, he's back. All right. No, we want an ERA under four, not over four. So, no, I agree. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think the, the draft is going to be good. It's at the Westin in Los Angeles. If you're out there, I know Rob Geis is going to be out there. I'm going to see him out there. We're going to have a beer together. So, it's going to be good stuff. But uh, looking forward to finishing up the FSTA draft. Tune in to SiriusXM starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday night. Fantasy Sports Radio. We're going to be out there. I'm actually hosting an hour on Fantasy Sports Radio, 4 to 5 Eastern on Tuesday. We'll recap the draft, recap our team, have a lot of fun, and then Tom will do the show on Sirius XM on Wednesday night. So, got a lot coming your way. I'm actually going up north. Don't ask me why I'm going up north to go fishing and some other stuff with the family tomorrow, but we won't have a podcast tomorrow, but tune in on Monday. We'll have another podcast on Monday, talk about the draft a little bit. Tom and Derek will preview what we're going to do. So listen in if you're and, in that And recap the Vikings' uh, victory. Let's do predictions real quick, just real quick on the scores this weekend. What do you guys got? All right. I'll start. I think the Vikings are going to win this one uh, 23-13. I think they're gonna, their defense is going to be very tough. I don't know how Philadelphia scores more than... 10, 13 points. Uh, Vikings defense is just playing so well. So I could see the Vikings scoring 23. 23, 13 there. I really think that the Patriots are going to handle the Jakes. I think Belichick just knows how to do these in these tough games. Uh, I could see that one being uh, 27, 13. Uh, All right. Well, those are the same two teams I'm picking to win as well. I think the Vikings or Patriots will win. I'll go with the Vikings. I'll say 24-16, just for the hell of it. Um, I also I don't know how the Eagles score this week either. I think it's going to be a chore, but maybe they kick some field goals. I, I think the Patriots are going to have a fight. I really do think this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to go 24-20 there. I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Jaguars are going to be able to keep this close with that great defense. All right, you all right we're all, yeah, we're all the same on the Vikings. I actually had 23-16, so it kind of split you guys right down the middle there, but, but real close. I, get, I, I agree, it's going to be a tough game. 39 actually puts it over from what it's sitting at right now if you're actually looking at Vegas lines. But, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings just take care of business there. And uh, I like uh, New England uh, also to win. I got. I think there's going to be some points in this game, though. I think, it uh, again, the, everyone's talking about how great the Jaguars' defense is, and yet they get shred- they've been shredded three of the last weeks, uh, three of the last yeah. four games they've played. So, I don't see how they slow, really slow New England down all that much. Brady's going to spread these guys out and dump off to Amendola and Deion Lewis all day. Fine, Gronk. I think it's 34-24 Patriots. Do you notice, wow. Greg, Greg, do you notice how he said Brady's going to spread them out and throw, and the only guys he mentioned were the guys that he's got on his postseason team? Makes Which sense, doesn't thinking. it? All right. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, Apparently, I don't, I don't, Eric only thinks those three guys are going to do well. well this I, I agree with you. Cooks has a tough matchup, and the more I look at Hogan, I don't know that he has a great matchup either. So that, yeah. that leaves the other guys. If they put if they put Ramsey on Gronk, which they should, and Bouye on Cooks, which they should, I could see Hogan having a nice game. I, I do love Amendola. I love Amendola. I want it up front. I thought that was a great play by you. So I do like him a lot. But I Hogan's could come through here this week. Well, the over-under in that game is 46-and-a-half. I think it's high, but I agree with Derek. Maybe we're overthinking on the Jaguars' defense, like they're going to be able to shut down Brady, which is very tough to do. But I'm not – and who knows about the New England defense. They've been scored on a lot this year. They've looked better recently, but uh, we'll see. So 46-and-a-half. Derek's taking the over. 
I'll take the under on that one. All right, enjoy the games. Have some fun. We'll talk to you next week.